Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and here Mitzrayim's Baba Kama Daf Lamed Vav. The beginning of the fourth parak Shor Shenagach. The fourth parak has been generously sponsored with Zichud Nishmas Rosh Hadvor Bas Aron Akon Al Hashem. May your neshama have an aliyah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. And when the fourth parak begins, Shor Shenagach Arba V'Chamisha Shvarim Zeh If an ox gored four or five oxen one after the other as a tum. Rabmer says, Yeshal Melachim Shbehem. He pays the last of the victims his half damages. And if there's more value in the damaging ox after this payment, that excess is returned to the prior victim, and if there's still more, it's given to the victim before him. The rule is, the later victim benefits. Rabbi explains that the Mishnah follows Rabbi Shmuel's opinion that damages of a tam are owed as a debt. Although this should dictate that the earlier victims receive payments first, as earlier creditors, the mission is discussing a case, where each successive victim sees the damaging ox to collect from it. And because he benefited by securing his payment, became like a Shomer Sacher over it regarding its subsequent damages, meaning he's responsible for damages it later inflicts. Therefore, it's the last victim who benefits. Ravina explains the next phrase, Im if the second-to-last victim's damages is greater than the final victim, the excess is returned to the one before him, and so on. Point number two, a mission states, One who strikes the ear of his fellow pays him a sella for boshas, in addition to the other payments. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says he gives him money equal to 25 slime. The Gemara records an incident in which someone struck his fellow's ear, and Rav Tuvi Barmasan sent a question to Rav Yosef, Sell at Tanan or Sell Medina Tanan? Did the Mishnah teach to pay a Tyrian Sela or a provincial Sela equal to an eighth of a Tyrian Sela? After Rav Yosef's proposed resolution is rejected, the Gemara quotes the statement of Rav, sorry, any amount of silver mentioned in the Torah is in Tyrian currency, and any amount of silver taught by the rabbis, such as the Boshas payment for striking someone's ear, is in provincial currency. And point number three, in the incident just mentioned, when the man who was struck was told he'd only receive a cell of Medina, he said, Since it's only half a Zuz, I don't want it. Rather give it to the poor. Afterwards, he retracted and said, Give it to me, I'll go and strengthen myself with it. Rav Yosef told me he could not retract, the poor have already acquired the money. Although there were no poor people there to make the acquisition, we are the, so to speak, the hand of the poor, and acquired it on their behalf. Rashi explains that Rav Yosef was a trustee for the local charity fund. Similarly, Shmuel and Rami Bar both taught that orphans do not require a prusbol to avoid cancellations of debts owed to them by Shemitah because based in acts on their behalf. So once again, the three points are number one. The fourth parak begins. If an ox gored four or five oxen, one after another as a tum, he pays the last of the victims his half damages. And if there's more value in the damaging ox after this payment, that excess is returned to the prior victim. And if there's still more, it's given to the victim before him. The rule is, the later victim benefits. Rav explains that the Mishnah follows Rabbi Shmuel's opinion that damages of a tam are owed as a debt. Although this should dictate that the earlier victims receive payments first, as earlier creditors, the Mishnah is discussing a case, where each successive victim sees the damaging ox to collect from it. And because he benefited by securing his payment, became like a Shomer Sacher over it regarding its subsequent damages, meaning he's responsible for damages it later inflicts. Therefore, it's the last victim who benefits. Ravina explains the next phrase, If the second-to-last victim's damages is greater than the final victim, the excess is returned to the one before him, and so on. 
point of two mission states, one who strikes the ear of his fellow pays him a sella for boshas, in addition to the other payments. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says he gives him money equal to 25 slime. The Gemara records an incident in which someone struck his fellow's ear, and Rav Tuvi Barmasan sent a question to Rav Yosef, Sela Tzori Tanan or Sela Medina Tanan? Did the Mishnah teach to pay a Tyrian Sela or a provincial Sela equal to an eighth of a Tyrian Sela? After Rav Yosef's proposed resolution is rejected, the Gemara quotes the statement of Rav, Kol Kesev Amur Batorah Kesev Sori, any amount of silver, Mentioned the Torah is in Tyrian currency, and any amount of silver taught by the rabbis, such as the Bosha's payment for striking someone's ear, is in provincial currency. And point number three, in the incident just mentioned, when the man who was struck was told he'd only receive a cell of Medina, he said, Since it's only half a Zuz, I don't want it. Rather give it to the poor. Afterwards, he retracted and said, Give it to me, I'll go and strengthen myself with it. Rav Yosef told him he could not retract, The poor have already acquired the money. Although there were no poor people there to make the acquisition, We are the, so to speak, the hand of the poor, and acquired it on their behalf. Rashi explains that Rav Yosef was a trustee for the local charity fund. Similarly, Shmuel and Rami Bar both taught that orphans do not require a prusbol to avoid cancellations of debts owed to them by Shemitah because based then acts on their behalf. All right, so now we go to Simon Dafalamid Vav, and her standard Simon is a lulav. A lulav. So here goes. The shore, which had horns that looked like lulavim, that gored four oxen one after the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager seller Medina for the boshes of being struck in the ear, that he told the judge, who was a gabite staka, to give it away to the poor. Once again, it's emotion. The shore, which had horns that looked like lulavim, lulavim, that must have learned off. Lamed Vav, Lulav. The shore which had horns that looked like Lulavim, that gored four oxen one after the other, as a tam, which reminds us, the fourth paragraph begins, Shor arba If an ox gored four or five oxen one after the other as a tam, Rabmer says, He pays the last of the victims his half damages. And if there's more value in the damaging ox after this payment, that excess is returned to the prior victim, and if there's still more, it's given to the victim before him. The rule is the later victim benefits. Rav explains that the Mishnah falls Rabbi Shmuel's opinion that the damages of Atam are owed as a debt. So the shore which had horns that looked like Lulavim, that gored four oxen one after the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager sella medina for the boshes of being struck in the ear, which reminds us, the Mishnah states, one who strikes the ear of his fellow, pays him a sella for boshes in addition to the other payments. And the Gemara quotes a statement of Rab, any amount of silver mentioned in the Torah is Tyrian currency, and any amount of silver taught by the rabbis, such as the Bosch's payment for striking someone's ear, is in provincial currency. So the shore which had horns that looked like loving, the gourd for oxen one to the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager sell Medina for the Bosch's of being struck in the ear, that he told the judge who was a gabite staka to give it away. To the poor, which reminds us, when the man who was struck was told he would only receive a cell of Medina, he said, since it's only half as this, I don't want to give it to the poor. Afterwards, he tried to retract, but Rav Yosef told him he could not retract. The poor had already acquired the money, although there were no poor people there to make the acquisition. We are the hand of the poor and acquired it on their behalf. Rashi explains that Rav Yosef was a trustee for the local charity fund. So once again, so once again, the shore which had horns that looked like Lulavim, that gored for oxen one of the other, as a tam, belonged to a lulav seller who was disappointed when he was awarded a meager sell Medina for the boshes of being struck in the ear, that he told the judge who was a gabite staka to give it away to the poor. 
All right, so now it's time for Four Blah Chazara. Daf Lamed Beis. So the Simon Daf Lamed Beis is a lab. So here goes. The scientist outside the Nizikin lab. Lab? That must be more on Daf Lamed Beis. The scientists outside the Nizikin lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked by another cow, which reminds us, Rishakish said, If there are two cows in Rishus of Rabbi, one squatting, one walking, if the walker kicked the squatter, its owner is exempt. But if the squatter kicked the walker, its owner is liable. So the scientists outside the Nizikin lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked by another cow. When a man ran by Arab Shabbos calling out to greet the Shabbos Kalamachasa on his way to Shul, which reminds us one who runs on Friday at twilight is putter from damages, because he's running with permission to prepare for Shabbos. The more illustrates the permit to run on Friday at twilight with the practice of Rabbi who would call out, Come, let us go out and greet the bride, the queen. So the scientists outside the Nizikin lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked by another cow. When a man ran by Erev Shabbos calling out to greet the Shabbos called Machasa on his way to Shul, who was about to pass a carpenter shop where a customer just got killed by a flying wood chip. Which reminds us, if one enters a carpenter shop with Rishus and is struck by a chip of wood, the carpenter is punted from Gaulus in the sense that Gaulus is not sufficient to atone for him because his sin is too great. The reason is Mishim de Havile Shogat Karbal Amazing, because the carpenter is an unintentional murderer who is nearly intentional since he was reckless for not ensuring no one was present while he was chopping wood. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the Simmer Daf Lamed Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must have been more in Daf Lamed Gimel. The pegleg pirate who got injured by a tum and was told he could not collect full damages, which reminds us, we have Malchok, it's time to come in Rebekiva, whether a tongue that injures a person pays chasi nezik or nezik shalim. So the pegleg pirate who got injured by a tongue and was told he could not collect full damages became enraged when he went to take possession of the ox, which equaled half damages, which reminds us, the next mission teaches that if an ox worth 100 zuz kills an ox worth 200 and the carcass is worthless, no less is short, the damaged party takes the damaging ox, which equals half the damages. In a bright story, Bishmal says, Yushamashor Babasin, the ox should be assessed by Basin, and the owner pays the victim up to its value. This is because Rabbi Shmuel holds that the victim is merely a balchov, the damages creditor, and has a monetary claim against him, but no claim to the ox itself. Rabbi Kiva says, ashor, the ox is automatically transferred to the possession of the victim. This is because he holds the Nisak as a shutov, a partner in the ox, but portion of the amount owed. So the pegleg pirate got injured by a tum and was told he could not collect full damages, became enraged when he went to take possession of the ox, which equaled half damages, and saw that the owner had already Shechted it, which reminds us of Brisa states, If the owner shechted the damaging ox or gave it away as a gift, what he has done is done. The Gemara asks, let him come and collect from its meat. Rav Shivsi explained that the difference pertains to Pachas Shechita, the depreciation caused by Shechting, for which the Mazik does not have to pay. Rav Hunabred Rav Shua said, This tells us that one who damages his fellow's lien is exempt from paying the creditor because the damage is indirect. Here, although he reduced the value of the ox which the victim would collect, he does not pay the difference. Daf so the similar Daf Lamed is a ladder. So here goes. The injured shore leaning against a ladder. Ladder? That must be more Daf Lamed the injured shore leaning against a ladder and depreciating in value due to the mazik shore's horn stuck in it, which reminds the more discusses if the mazik or nizik change value after the damage, whether the damage is assessed, kashasa nezik at the time of the damage, or kashasa madabedin 
at the time of standing in judgment. Ravashi explains that the mazik is responsible for the injured ox's later deterioration where it deteriorated because of the original blow. Because the nizik can say, your ox's horn is buried in my ox. So the injured shore leaning against the ladder and depreciating in value due to the mazik shore horn stuck in it. Watched a mazik and nizik try to sell short tum and split the money while dividing the dead ox, which reminds us that there's a malchogus in the mission on how to understand the case in the pasuk of umachrus hashor achai v'chatzuas kaspo. They shall sell the live ox and divide its money, but gamas amesiachasun, and they shall also divide the dead one. So the injured shore leaning against a ladder and depreciating in value due to the mazik shore's horn stuck in it. Watched a mazik and nizik try to sell short time and split the money while dividing the dead ox, when all of a sudden a man wounded another man by striking with a stepladder in order to get blood to give his dog, which he would be liable for, if he did it on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rebbe taught a price of before Rebbe Yochanan, Kolmakalkulin all who do destructive acts on Shabbos are exempt from punishment because only constructive acts are liable. Chutz mechovu umavir, except for one who wounds and one who burns, which are liable even for destructive acts. Reyokan says the case of chovu is a chovu kalbo, one who wounds where he needs the blood for his dog. Although the act is destructive and the toll damage is greater than the benefit, his purposeful intent is sufficient for liability. Daf Lamed Hay, so the similar Daf Lamed Hay is a children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. The Nazikin boys choir, boys choir, that must be on Daf Lamed Hay. La la la. The Nazikin boys choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Umaka Behema song, which reminds us that more brings a drush of Chizkiah's academy. Maka Adam Umaka Behema. The Torah compares one who strikes a person who is executed and does not pay damages, and one who strikes an animal who does pay, teaching that just as one who strikes an animal always pays, regardless of intent, of Maka Adam, so too regarding one who strikes a person, you should not distinguish between an unintentional act and an intentional act, or other exemptions from execution, to obligate him to pay money, and rather always exempt him from paying money. So the Nazikin boys choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Umaka Behema song as two kids dressed as oxen pretended to blame each other for damaging a third ox, which reminds us, if two oxen chase an ox and one injured it, and it's unknown which, the owner of each ox can claim the damage was inflicted by the other and is putter until proof is brought. So the Nazikin boys choir joyfully singing the Maka Adam Maka Behema song as two kids dressed as oxen pretend to blame each other for damaging a third ox were abruptly interrupted when one father in the audience accused another of owing him wheat and the other father responded, I owe you barley. Which reminds us, Rabbi Barnasan said, If one claimed wheat from someone and the other person admitted owing him barley, he's putter from paying even barley because by claiming only wheat, he's admitting he's not owed barley and has forgiven that debt. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is in a case where the mazik shechs the shore or gives it away as a matana? That's on Duff. Laman Gimel. Good number 2. Which stuff do you learn from the drusha of maka adam maka that an act punishable by death is exempt from payment even where the person is not liable to death? That's on Duff. Laman Hey. Good number 3. Which stuff do you have the case of a walking cow Kicking a squatting cow. That's on Duff. Lamed Bays. Good number four. Which stuff did we learn about the person who won the case with Kesa Medina and he could not retract when he said, give it to the poor? That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good number five. Which stuff did we learn of two oxen chase an ox and one injured it and it's unknown which? The owner of each ox can claim the damage was inflicted by the other and is putter until proof is brought. That's on Duff. Lamed Hay. Good number six. Which stuff even Rabbi Avo says? All destructive acts on Shabbos are exempt from punishment, except for wounding and burning. That's on Duff. 
Amidal. Good number seven, which of the women, all Kesav mentioned in the Torah, is Kesav Tzori. And any Kesav taught by the rabbis is Kesav Medina. That's on Dav. Amid Vav. Good number eight, which of the women, if one claimed wheat from someone and the other person admitted owing him barley, that person is putta from paying even the barley. That's on Dav. Lamed hey. Good number nine, which stuff do we discuss of a person who stumbled and didn't warn the person behind him whether he's liable for damages? That's on Dav. Lamed Good number ten, which stuff do we discuss who gets to collect first when a short tum gores four or five oxen one after the other? That's on Dav. Lamed Excellent. That comes today's pop quiz. This is Rabbi Yavram Goldhoff from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.